It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk hey. Radio. Are we all here? I don't know. <laughs> I'm here. Hi, Jeannie. Some of us are here. <laughs> Who I said was that? Was that Toria just said hi? Yes. Hi. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I think he's so. trying to get Jim on. Oh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Vixen Geek. I am your host, Michelle, this evening. Um, we apologize for the um, slight audio errors that we're having this evening. Um not sure what's going on. Um, with me it could be is the weather. Our, you probably. <laughs> Seriously, it was really bad, bad, bad here in Michigan. So Was it? It was here, too. Um, that is so weird. With me tonight is... Um, is our lovely co-host, um, Tori Rush. Hi, Tori. Hi, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Tori, you sound and like you're in Timbuktu right now. <laughs> I, I oh. know, right? <laughs> I know. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, and we have, um, we also have with us tonight, we have um, Tabby. Hi, Tabby. Hello. <laughs> And we also have our special guests. Um, they are Jeannie Jeffries, and we also have Jim Cross. Hi, you guys. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Is yeah, Jim there now? You. Can you guys hear him? No. I can't hear Jim, though. Oh, no. What is going on? Jim. Hi, Jim, but I can't hear you. Oh, no. Jeannie <laughs> says, Hi, Jim. <laughs> oh man, and I have this all I have this all like this. Um everything's working. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll think of that checked out. Again, I apologize everybody. But first of all, how is everyone doing? How is everyone's week so far? My, speaking for me, it's been a really fun week. My husband's in Florida, so I play with my girlfriends all week. Pool parties, fun in the sun. It's like been, it's been like lazy fun. <laughs> so it's been a good week for me. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so, nice. So to have a break. Yeah, it's always great to have a break from your husband sometimes, right? Oh no, actually he's so cool. But it's it's the like he'll be home tonight around midnight, and then it's coffee in the morning and making him dinner and you know blah blah blah. <laughs> All the all the wife things, but it was just nice not being on a schedule. But don't tell him that. No, he's cool. <laughs> he's he's pretty cool. <laughs> my week has been good. Uh, I've had my kids all week, so that's been busy, busy, busy. My daughter is 
two, and my son will be four in August. So, ah, I remember I have one son, but he's going to be 34. But I remember those days when he was two and four. <laughs> busy mom, huh? Bu- busy, busy. <laughs> and my uh, 13-year-old is now on summer break, so he's yep. been uh, plastic plan planning it up. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Play with him. He's really good. I'm pretty jealous of him, actually. <laughs> uh, nice. What What about you, Tabby? How was your weekend? Oh, it's kind of hectic. We're buying a house, so getting all that together is a bit of a hassle. Hmm. It's exciting, though, huh? Yes, very. Uh, and did you look at a lot of houses before you... You know, I think I looked at a hundred before we picked out this one. We looked at a few, but this one kind of was like everything we we wanted, so it just kind of was lined up perfectly. Ah, cool! And you have a dog run, yay! Yeah, <laughs> and we have a dog run. Oh, super, 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 super! I have a dog. I have a Newfoundland. I have oh, two huskies. You do? She's so pretty. Which might as well be Newfoundland. Is what it, kind of what do you have? One? Yeah, yeah. What kind of dog do you have? Huskies. Oh, okay, okay. Like Siberian Huskies or? Yes, I have two. I have a male, it's white, and a female. She's red okay. and white. My male is my problem child. <laughs> <laughs> I remember right. They're just very energetic. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why. For as big as she is, she's about 150 pounds, and she's this September she's going to be 14, I think, which is like really old. But she acts like a puppy. Yeah. So still, I had a Newfoundland growing up, actually. Uh, ah. His name, yeah, his name was Ralph, and he was the best dog ever. He was 180 pounds. He was a big. Oh, one. boys are bigger. Yeah, they get they get up to 200 and 220, but yeah, that's a normal. Uh they're they're just like gentle giants. They're just She's so lovable. I mean, she likes everything. Hey, I heard a guy's voice. This is this is Jim. Oh, I hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the phone now. Hi, Jim. It's Jeannie. How are you doing? Oh, I man. Got okay. on the phone. Wow. How do I look on I the bet. phone? Oh, handsome Fabulous. as ever. Handsome as ever. <laughs> oh, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, okay. Hugs, hugs to my Mr. Crut. Big hug. Aww. He said he likes my hug, so I'm I'm giving you a hug. Here it goes. Get it? Oh, I like him a lot. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I like hey, I'm blessed no. too. I'm glad we're not skyping it. <laughs> I know. I have the worst luck with Skype, and for some reason, it wouldn't. It. I mean, Jim could hear, but it. It was it was bizarre. He could hear you guys, but you guys couldn't hear him, and I had him added, so it, it was weird. I don't know what happened. Hmm. So my apologies, but it looks like we have everybody now. We're going over everyone's. Maybe it was just uh, too much zombie power on the line, you know. Just <laughs> <Yeah. outside. laughs> blame it on. Yeah, this is what I blame it on. This is what I blame it on. Like George would say, stay scared. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have sound. yeah, I have sound effects. 
I thought that was from Name That Tune, and it was, let me think, Dawn, Dawn of something or other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the 1943 I'm, I cult classic? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, being that this is this kind of, I figured that it was this um, horror, you know, we're talking about horror, we're talking George um, Romero, we're talking Dawn of the Dead. Why not yeah. show a little... Super. Super. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) Not really. I'd buy this just for the music. (laughs) There you go. Well, I guess we could start out with our news because we have some great zombie news. Beer the Walking Dead is yeah. coming back, is coming on air in August. Finally, what is it? Uh, Beer the Walking Dead. Dead? Well, the trailer and, for Walking Dead is next oh, month, too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Beer um, yeah, the Walking cool. Dead premieres in August. Um. They released the trailer yesterday, which was amazing. I think, how many episodes is it, Toya? Like six or eight? Is it? Uh, many eight. Is it eight? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a date in August. I know that Kirkman has told people that it's early August, but which is awesome because then by the time it's done, Walking Dead will start. So that's such a perfect intro and for everyone to get their zombie fixes in. I can't even. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Nice, nice. And when, uh, also, Jim and I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was no, just going to say I no. met um, Scott Wilson, though, recently when I was in Germany. I got to meet Scott, and that was so cool. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Autograph. We didn't do stuff like that, but he was a really nice guy, real nice man. Nice. That's cool. I'm so um, excited for season six. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't wait. And, and, I know. I'm excited about it, to be honest. I love Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm excited about Fear the Walking Dead. I'm really excited about that. I'm dying to know about the prequel and, and how everything got started. And Kirkman, I was looking at an article before the show started. Um, it looks like um, Are you guys all still there? Because it's, it's dead on my yeah. end Okay Yeah, it got kind of quiet, Jeannie But, you know, you and I can always talk Okay <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else Yeah, you guys have right? a history, don't you? <laughs> yeah Well, you know, not really um, But the the history the I missed the first two weeks of Dawn of the Dead, and my very first day working was the day that Jim did his helicopter scene. So you talk oh, wow. about real excitement for this girl here. It was like, wow, that is so cool. <laughs> but we we just so had were, some time to spend at a couple too? shows. Hmm? You were at the airport, too, when my ship came in. Yeah, that was my first day, your airport, your helicopter scene, my very first day. Mm-hmm. Talk about memorabilia, huh? But the, oh, and, yeah. and then the cool thing is, is sometimes we'll get invited to the same show together, and we get to just chit chat and hang out. 
That's that's so much fun. And once in a while, too. And Jeannie, you can tell them about the blood you still have too. Yeah, I do. Oh, but I'm doing something else now too. I'm making zombie repellent. I have to send you oh, one. Really? I, have to get, I have to. I think I have your address, but um, I'll get it from you later if I can't okay. find it. Okay. Yeah, it's, if you wear it, um, you'll smell like a zombie, and they'll, they'll leave you alone. It's like it's, it's just for entertainment purposes. But I'm having a ball making those. I'm going to Ooh. market them pretty soon. Nobody knows about them really yet. A couple people I've told, and, but and nobody, you won't tell anybody, right, radio audience? Well, I just did that. No. Um, that Skype for the UK, so I blabbed all over. So I guess whoever sees that <laughs> knows about it. But we're going to market it pretty soon. Awesome. Yeah, Jim, how you been? Seriously, I haven't seen you for months and months and months. Oh, it's been yeah. a it's been something of a busy time. Um, we got a, a, a short a sport convention coming up here in uh, Hanover, in Pennsylvania, in August. That's uh, kind of an experimental one. At the Timeline ah. Arcade. That's, uh, at where? The, the okay, I'm arcade. back. My Great phone went out. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. That was bizarre. So are we still uh, on? Yes, we are yes, still, on. still on. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. This is like making a cake, and it's like, I forgot to buy eggs, you know. Or I know. <laughs> <laughs> we can always do it again. I really think it's the weather because it was just so unbelievably. It was we had inches and inches. I had a little white bowl out front, and within a minute or two, the whole thing was filled. And I thought that's that's a lot of inches. Yeah. It was coming off the roof, so maybe the rain wasn't quite as much. Yeah. We had that, severe that weather warnings here too. They were talking about yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, you live in uh, Virginia, and, don't you, Jim? Pardon oh, me. Uh, Gettysburg, outside of Gettysburg. Oh. Oh wow! I love Gettysburg. I am um, the Maryland border. Yeah, I went. I went ghost hunting there with my mom. Probably, I would say, oh, about eight years ago now. We did like the. We got to sleep on the battlefield and all that stuff, yep. and it was awesome. We saw some really bizarre stuff. Let me just tell you. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a neat area. It's the reason that's- that they have probably a dozen companies which do ghost tours in Gettysburg. Literally a dozen or so companies that do that uh, because wow. it is so popular here. Wow. We, we sort of call it the town that makes its living off the dead, but that's just a, sort of an inside joke. Yeah. No, that's a cool place to live then for your your uh, your career because then, you know, you get inspiration from the dead and all you do is walk the battlefield, right? <laughs> Well, it's inspirational, uh, that's for sure. Uh, and it goes back uh, far beyond the Civil War, too, um, because there were Indian encampments here and Indian wars. Oh, yeah. And Lord knows what else was here before. In fact, I know of uh, one place on the battlefield where you can find a dinosaur footprint. I was just going to so say dinosaurs, yep. <laughs> yeah, mm. they, yeah. Since I just saw Jurassic World today, so that's on my mind, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. I know. <laughs> You know, I was there and I didn't even hear about the dinosaur footprint. I feel chipped. <laughs> well, you have to get a personal, have to get a personally guided tour. Mm. So you have to be oh. here to get that. Oh. Otherwise, everybody would know about it. See, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> well, that counts me out. <laughs> it was just a little dinosaur. It's okay. Yeah. So, what does this article say, Michelle? 
Well, basically, what Kirkman had said. Sorry about my phone, you guys, or whatever. Um, my um connection. But basically, he says, and according to this chat with Entertainment Weekly, is that he's saying that they're going to be spending a lot less time in the woods because primarily the prequel is based in L.A. And because of the urban sprawl, it it has a tremendous amount of land and it has such a dense population. So there's a lot of uses for storytelling that they use because of that. So I, I, I bet money the first thing we'll see is they're going to be running in the woods. <laughs> That's my joke. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> and um, also, Kodak yeah, I was going to say the park. And I was going to say there's Echo Park. There's so many different things that they could do. Um, and I know, too, um, Southland actor Sean um, Hatozi, I guess he's going to be um, having a reoccurring role in um, Fear the Walking Dead as well as well as Selma Lincoln star um, Coleman Domingo. So... Hmm. Yeah, so they got so I'm looking forward to it. I unfortunately I wish they had a um I wish they had a date, but I'm sure we'll get one soon enough. Um but I'm looking forward to it. that trailer. It looks amazing. Um and they said too it's going to be set during Rick's coma. Um and they said it's about people, so don't expect an explanation of the virus. That's what I wanted. Really? Like where the... Um, yeah, they, oh. said, um, yeah, the they said... Let me just see here. Yeah, they said a couple of early pitches that touched on what you're referring to in Kirkman. He said it's for him, it's never been about what caused it. It's always been about the impact on it has on the people. So don't expect too, too much government or... Can, disease control stuff either. Kirkman poignantly said that he likes to avoid the CDC perspective, the FEMA and the FEMA perspective moving forward. He says it's something he agreed, you know, he goes, we'll never tell the story from a perspective of the bureaucrats, politicians in general, who are all trying to contain it. It will always be from the ground level looking up. And he says, right now, there will not be a crossover anytime soon, if at all. Logistically, it would be very difficult. There is no plan for a crossover. I never considered seeing it in that way in some shape or form. The show, That show has been going on for five, or five years since the original outbreak, and we're just in the infancy of the outbreak for the prequel. So right now, there's no plan to do so. But he goes, maybe that it's... But he kind of contradicts himself. He goes, but I do think that's a world that could be explored at some point. Hmm. What I'm, what I'm well, staying open-minded, is, I guess. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, which is good. I'm interested. Yeah, very good. I'm interested in uh, Dr. Jenner because they said he was in Word. as a cast member. But if he was yeah. in L.A., then how did he get to Atlanta? That's I mean, my point. Well, that's my that was my question because they said no crossover. He would be the crossover character that can kind of tie in everything. To be honest, because he was from LA. Ah. Mm-hmm. That was my theory. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. Um, I mean, Tori, you're like you and Tabby are like my dead girls. You know. <laughs> well, they never did say. They never did say, like, if he was a doctor in 
Atlanta. Like, he could have been an expert in L.A., and he was flown to Atlanta to do research on the virus in the CDC. But I guess we'll find all that out, you know? Like, they didn't really touch on it, and they didn't really show anything in the trailer either. No. He does say, too, he sees this as about four or five, you know, about five or six seasons. The more they dig into it, the more we'll find. The original show will be at least another few seasons based on the material that Robert Kirkman has written for the comic already, and that serves as a guiding light. And he goes, I like endings, and he hasn't, you know, I guess he must be talking to another producer at this point, but he hasn't discussed this with Robert, but I think it's more of a question for us to discuss when we sit down and really start breaking season two down. So clearly this is going to go on for a bit. Um, There's um, some characters that they introduced. There's Alicia and her boyfriend, Matt. There's Kim Dickens, by the way, too. Um, She's also in Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, Yeah, there's some stills that I'm looking at. And um, Cliff um, Curtis Travis is also... um, on here as well. Um, if you guys are familiar with Supernatural, he was one of the main Leviathans in that too. But um, I'm psyched about Kim Dickens. I had no idea about Kim Dickens. That's awesome. Elizabeth Rodriguez is in that too, from Orange is the New Black. So they got a ton of people. So that show is going to be amazing. And this is news well, as of yesterday. Some... I'm sorry. Go ahead, Michelle. No, that's what I was going to say. This is news as of all this news um, is, you know, fresh from yesterday. So, Well, we have a bunch of questions for you guys. Yes, and, we do. Yeah, and a couple of them are pretty good, I have to say. So I was going <laughs> to start with this one. How do you guys feel about the new zombie film? And do you think they can still surprise us, or has the genre kind of played itself out? Well, okay, yeah, because you can you you can elaborate on it. It's just I am I am old fashioned. I grew up with the black and white movies and Dawn of the Dead or uh, Twilight Zone, and I I prefer like how George Romero did it, just that comical kinky where the zombies walk so slow. The the ones now, they kind of scare me because, man, they're just vicious. The special effects are phenomenal. You know, they but and they run, and it's like there's no way I could get away with from one, you know, and it's like extra, extra, extra scary. And uh, I don't think they're ever going to go away. I, I My favorite is kind of the old-fashioned ones, the old black and white movies and like the 1978 Dawn of the Dead. That's just I, but I don't think zombies, no matter if you do them fast or slow or green or purple or, you know, whatever, I don't think they're ever going to go away because they're just so exciting and they're scary and you never know, you know. <laughs> so you what don't do you like think, Jim? New... Yeah, Jim. Oh, I was going to say, so you don't like the new, like, uh, uh, World War Z or 28 Days Later. You prefer the classic. I Personally, I'm more of a classic, but I sit and enjoy them, and I get scared. And you know, if I'm walking outside in the yard at night, like you know, I'm looking over my shoulder. But I, I, my preference is the old-fashioned, how they did it without all the special effects, you know. And uh, that was that was the good stuff to me. 
I don't know. What do you think, Jim? And I, and it doesn't matter. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's just my preference. You know, well, remember, I'm 64 too, and I'm not like the young that's growing up with all this new age technology and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just showing my age maybe a little bit too. <laughs> nah. What about you, Jim? Uh, can you hear me? No, yeah. I'm losing you. You can. Uh, you're you're real okay. splotchy on my end. What uh, strikes me is that they're more memorable zombies than Dawn of the Dead because I think they were more identifiable as you know, your neighbors, people that uh, you would normally turn to in a, in a, in a disaster situation for help. And so you have you, know, you have the nurse. Yeah, all these people that you can really identify with. Whereas, even on the remake of Dawn of the Dead, where they injected all these fans into zombies, I don't remember any of them. Um, I don't, I don't see you know people from zombies in them as individuals. Although, you know, in our case, some of them were because of them. You know, they were never dead. I think uh, Tom Savini created some great effects. I wish I could hear you. You'll have to call me later, Jim. Tell me everything you're saying. <laughs> I can't hear hardly a word you're saying. It's real sketchy on my end. And it could be this landline, too, you know. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I mean, I love I, I think Zombie Land is great. I like. Mm, that's Sonic. a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Zombie Land. Mhm. And people ask about you know, um, oh, what's the other one? Sort of the crossover Romeo and Juliet one. Oh, oh. warm body. Warm bodies. Right, warm bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and people say, you know, that's kind of a nice story. And I say, you know, that's Romeo and Juliet. And they say, what? And they say, yeah. So it's it's a classic story online, which has, you know, the conflict between families, between groups of people. And, you know, when, it, when a couple of those people start to get together and, and what happens at that point. Uh, so Shakespeare had something going for him back then, and I think George Romero really had a lot going for him because he's given some classic storylines that uh, really have stood the test of time. What was it like working with George Romero? That had to have been amazing. Jeannie, do you want to get this lady first? Um, yeah, because I... I heard her. <laughs> I missed everything you said except for like a word or um, working with George Romero. I spent after that first, hmm? after the first two weeks, as I said, I wasn't there, but then I was there on set every single day and night, I should say. <laughs> and um, I worked very closely with George and Mike Gornick, you know, the cameraman. And I, George is just, he's such a peaceful, comforting he was a just a nice spirit to him. He was I I've worked with him on just two, the two movies because I ended up moving, but um he's just such a nice person. He's a he's a gentleman. He has a good sense of humor. I think he's he's just so talented and he's just brilliant in his own right. And um he always wore a scarf. I remember that's one of the memories I had of him. He always wore this like this scarf in his belt and it was like his good luck scarf. But uh he was just laid back. He let he let his the talent, he had his ideas, but he'd say, well, if you want to just do what you want to do and we'll see how it goes, you know, and he would just be very gentle and kind about that and let people kind of do their own thing. But yet he was still strict, you know, because we had a budget and we had a time. And when we were doing Dawn of the Dead, I mean, you have to imagine all the blood and everything else that we, the messes we made in that mall, Monroe Mall, and we had to be out of there and cleaned up and ready, gone, you know, by, I think it was 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, and we'd start filming after the mall was closed. So we were, you know, it was, it was, but I never saw him lose his temper in the two movies that I worked with him and night after night after night. And uh, he's just, for me, because I really spent a lot more time with George than maybe a lot of other people may have because of my position in the movie, you know, doing the makeup with him and, um, I have nothing but nice things to say, and I was it was so nice because recently I went out to dinner with um, my husband and I and a whole group of us, and um, it was it was just like it was just so nice. It was I just sitting back with them and yakking and watching each other eat, and you know it's just like that's him. That's it. he said neat, <laughs> neat, neat guy. You guys, you guys, if you ever have a chance to meet him, you'll see what I mean because he's genuinely. In fact, my husband just met him a couple months ago and uh, Jimmy said, man, Jeannie, I have to tell you, I, I, I really like him. You know, he's just a nice guy. You know, he, he said, I can see why all of you like him so much because he's real. You know, mm-hmm. he's got his feet on the, his big old glasses on his feet on the earth. And, and he's just extremely down to earth. Neat, neat guy. My experience was a one ten plus hundred percent. So that's me. <laughs> 
and I won't hear probably what you say, Jeremy. You'll tell me later. <laughs> well, that's a good rating, certainly. And uh, I, I, I everything Jamie said, working with them from the perspective of the actor, people said, you know, what was it like working with George on, on your scenes? And what Jamie said about trust is really true because he brought in people that he trusted to work with. Uh, Tom Savini, who did all the makeup and special effects for Dawn of the Dead, said uh, before they did the movie, George called him up and said, well, Tom, how many different ways can you think of to kill people? And Tom said, oh, maybe a hundred or so. He said, okay, that's great. That's great. So there were certain effects that, you know, George knew were coming. But because of the timing and the intricacy, I think he turned them over uh, to Tom in the direction of those particular scenes. We did a panel uh, at uh, Saturday Nightmares up in uh, New Jersey uh, about two years ago, three years ago, whatever. And George was on the panel, and, and we were talking about that uh, scene. You know, what was the first where he was talking about the I'm here. Okay, I hear you. But yeah, it's a shame because I can't hear Jim at all. It's just, he, he sounds like he's in a can somewhere far away, and I can hear his voice, so I know he's still chatting, but I hardly a word is coming in. Darn. <laughs> yeah, it must be something in the switcher or the mixer. That's all I can do. See, I just heard you said there must be or something like that, and then I lost you again. That is so, I apologize, you guys. But I don't think it's your, I'm just wondering if it's my landline or just. But, I'm hearing it too, so. Oh, can you? Because it, it sounds like somebody's like keeps hitting the phone on the ground and is like making all kinds of like. That, really? Mm-hmm. Like no one's on the, you know, no one's even, I'm I'm not even using the phone, you know, I just, I'm not even touching anything. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. <laughs> you could, Jim, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. What do you say? He can hear me? Yeah. Can you mm-hmm. hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll hang in for a little <laughs> bit longer, but I am I feel like I'm going to be pretty useless here if I can't hear you guys. No, 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 no. That's okay. No, we don't want you to feel that way either. Um, and again, I apologize for that, um, Jeannie. Um, yeah, Tabby, did you have anything that you wanted to ask? Um, yeah, I had a question. How did you feel seeing yourself as a zombie? To both of us? Yes. Um, how, <laughs> how did I feel seeing myself as a zombie? Um, yeah. 
it was it was almost like about time because I did a lot of makeup in that movie and that included a lot of special effects and it got to the point where I was the only one that had like white skin and some makeup on and I started to feel stupid. So it was really fun <laughs> to finally join the crowd. <laughs> Seriously, I was like I'd look around and everyone saw and go, I'm the only one, like it's not like walking around in a with blood all over. So it felt good. It was scary in Rome, I guess. The 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 scene you know, when they finally the very last scene where I was gonna get shot, um, I did that with like fake eyes. And there was like a t- there was like a tube on the one side of my nose, and I really couldn't breathe very well because there was a squib under that makeup and fake eyes. So I did the whole scene that the final scene I did it totally blind. So it was like I kind of felt like a zombie because it was really creepy, you know. So I have I have a I just have good memories of that too. It was like it was fun. It was a little scary though, you know, because boy they don't do special effects like that nowadays, you know, where they actually put squibs on you and blow them up, mm, you know, yeah. especially on your face, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, right. but how do you feel, Joan? That's a good question, but I'm not going to hear what you say. So tell me later. Oh. <laughs> I don't mean to keep complaining, but it's hard over here. I can't hear you. I can't hear him at all. You can't have to sing. Sorry, you can't uh, do better than that. But anyway, the uh, as far as my end of it, I'd worked with Tom over a period of about two weeks with a complete head cast and building up the prosthetic. So for me, it was a combination of wondering how that was actually going to look in its final form and what it was going to look like on camera. And then I guess there was a lot of humidity in the air that day because there was some raining and I was on set only a couple of days, and it, the uh, humidity, I guess, fluffed up some of the uh, the hair parts of the appliance, made it look a little bit weirder. But uh, seeing myself, I just wanted to try to sort of conscientiously say, is this guy believable as a zombie? You know, I was trying to portray my inner uh, Boris Karloff with that, and, uh, you know, every every other image I'd ever had of a zombie. Because there wasn't a school to go to, it was. I said, Tom, do these do these zombies talk? Uh, you know, they yell or anything? And he said, No, you know, if, if there is, you know, we can always do that later. And I, okay, uh, fine. But I hadn't been to the mall. I hadn't seen how any of the other zombies or any other people at the airport were as zombies. So for me, it was like um, no reference points other than whatever I brought it brought to you to roll myself. Did you so go home just, right after your scene was done, Jim? Yes. Did you well, pretty much go I, home right afterwards that day? Well, after, after I got cleaned up a bit, yes. Uh-huh. I, I think it's happened more time, I think. <laughs> but that was about it because that was one of the last things being done that day. That's the airport, as I recall. Is there any favorite stories that you have from the set? You guys can like share with any of us. Was there any favorite from the shot from the movie? You mean? Yeah, from the movie. Was there any? Do you have any favorite stories that you like to share with everyone? Any um, special things that I was, happened? That I probably time? missed a lot of the fun stuff because I was, I was back doing makeups and stuff while a lot of, you know, sometimes things were happening in the mall while I was still, like, correcting something or 
you know, adding more blood or something. But it was fun getting Tasso's innards because, you know, Tom and I went to the butcher store and had to pick up, like, all these guts and stuff. That was kind of fun. And, um, <laughs> the, you know, the, the the boiler scene where I think, it, what is it, uh, Flyboy was down there walking. And I, when I was down there doing those scenes with him, I left a lot of blood around because I always thought that would be kind of cool if somebody someday just kind of cleans the furnace or something and sees all this blood dripping down the wall. So I, I kind of left little souvenirs on my own just for the heck of it, being a brat that I can be. <laughs> but um, but I wish I would have taken some I – wish, I wish I would have realized – what Dawn of the Dead was going to turn into, and I would have taken some souvenirs or something, you know, uh-huh. and I never really thought of it. To this day, even after having dinner not too long ago with George, um, I, I've i never even, I don't have his autograph. You know, oh, it's like wow. all these, really? and, and I consider him a good friend and, um, a, you know, a pretty decent friend. And, um, yeah, I don't even have George's autograph. I never felt comfortable even asking. And he doesn't have mine either, so it's, it's so cute. But um, but since then, a couple people have given me some. I have a piece of the elevator, and I have a piece of the escalator, and then of course I have my the blood that I found in my makeup kit. That's pretty precious that I'm sharing that Jim brought up a little while ago, and uh, you know I'm selling those. But uh, no, it was just I'll tell you, just we'd have spaghetti. The crew, you know, some of us like Tom Savini and me, and and maybe Mike Warnick or just a few a hand, couple handfuls of us would still hanging around after we were done, and we'd go someplace, and 8 o'clock in the morning we're ordering spaghetti because for us it's dinner time, you know, <laughs> which was, like, odd. You know, people would look at us like, you want spaghetti? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what about you, Jim? Any stories that you like to share from the set? Well, I guess for me, I was working in theater in Pittsburgh for, for several years, for probably seven years altogether. And I knew a lot of actors and had worked with a lot of actors. And number, a number of them I did not know who were going to be in the, in the film. Uh, you know, they either did a role and then came back and I never heard about it until I actually saw them in the movie. And that, to me, was a surprise. People that I'd worked with very closely just sort of never let on that they were doing it at the time. It was just, okay, I'm doing this thing and uh, you know, let's go back to work. And uh, and now so many years later, as Jeannie says, we didn't know it was going to be that big. It was going to be such a, a cult sensation that it turned out to be. Nobody can ever predict that because it's not up to us who are in it. That's all up to the fans. Mm-hmm. I heard you too. Yeah, I heard that all out of that. So maybe the clouds are clearing. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. But he's right on that. It's not. It wasn't anything that. It, it's the fans that have made this keep going and going and going and going and going. You know. And uh, boy, we we no have some. Hmm? Unless fans like it, it's not going to happen. I missed that. Yeah. But. I think that. Uh, I think that Romero was such an impact on the the horror genre that I don't think he even realized how big he was. <laughs> he probably like, hoped so. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree think with that's that. why he wore I that. I think that's why he wore that scarf. Is like this is good luck. I hope this works. But <laughs> you know, cause, but um, I bet I bet deep down he's kind of 
tickled pink that it it's as big as it has. He's got it. Continues. Mm-hmm. You would think, huh? Everybody loves him and, and loves the movie. It's like this was his baby, and how proud he must be mm. you know, to have such a success. Another little trivia about George: um, mm-hmm. if you do a good job for George, he will hire you over and over and over for every film. You know, I'd still be working <laughs> with him. And, you know, since I moved and uh, until Facebook, I didn't realize that I was even. I never even told my husband I did Dawn of the Dead. Or Night Riders, or Lorenzo's Oil, or anything else. I never, I never even. It was like, yeah, you know, it was just another project, but it was a fun project. But I, you know, I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything until um, we we picked out this house and we were moving me out of my apartment. And I went into the storage and I was like, oh, Jimmy, this is my my old makeup kit that I used in, a, in several movies and many commercials and stuff. And he said, what? He said, I have to ask you, what did you used to really do? And, and, I mean, we were getting married, but I never, he knew me as the job that I had had for the last 12 years. He never really talked background and stuff. And, uh, anyway, I found my, my kit, and that had the blood in it, and it had some of the the mustaches in it, and some of the latex in it, and so that was that was just kind of fun. I forget where I was going with that because I just got <laughs> no. emotional thinking because we, we threw away my makeup kit and I only took certain things out and I was like I let him do that. No, I never I never discussed it, but he'd he'd get a clue because sometimes like F. Lee Bailey would come on. I'd say, oh, you know, I worked with F. Lee Bailey and his wife and on this or somebody else would come up and I said, oh, I had mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner with them. John Mahoney was on a movie one night. And I said, oh, I had Thanksgiving dinner with him because he lived in Chicago and so did I And at the time. And he's like, but he never said anything until this one day I found my makeup kit. And then it was like, it all came out. Now he, he's tickled pink with it all. He's a cool guy, huh, Jim? Oh, you know. I like him. He's a, he's a neat guy. I take Jimmy on all the conventions with me. He he handles um, the finances and he gets me there. And you know, either driving or driving or flying, so we've got a nice little partnership going. <laughs> nice. When you were in Dawn of the Dead, uh, how long did you do your own makeup, and how long were you in chair for for the makeup? Well, go ahead, Jim. If you want to start on this one, I, I didn't quite hear the question. Oh, hmm? I'm sorry. Uh, how long were you in the makeup chair for? I guess perhaps an hour because most of the prosthetics were done, uh, you know, by Tom at the work in his workshop, and so I'm thinking it wasn't more than an hour, so because everything oh. was uh, pretty much prefabbed uh, in advance. Oh. The blood tubes and such were embedded in the uh, prosthetics on the top, and then uh, the headpiece was done on top of that, so it wouldn't be. Walking, I didn't need the tubes and such, but once I got on top of the boxes for the the helicopter blade to hit, and then the blood to come up, and the blood tubes would then uh, run down my shirt, down my pants, uh, to the two guys behind the boxes, one of whom was Tom. And uh, they pumped the blood up with these hand pumps, up the two tubes up my back, tubes that were embedded into the uh, prosthetic in the top. I guess what amazes me still is that this last year Tom did an article with Oh no, you're fading away again. Oh, darn it. Come back. A, Come back. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's got to be the weather. Five years later. 
Oh, that's so neat. I, I wouldn't have known at all that's how they did it. When right. I think of makeup, like, uh, I would have thought, like, it would have been more of, like, you know, the the walkers and the walking dead, they're in the makeup chair for hours getting their yeah. stuff done. I thought it would be right. more like that. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought it would be more like Rick Baker or, like, a lot of, you know, um, prefab and fabrication and molds and and different things Greg like Nicotero, that. yeah. Right. Yeah, he does a lot of prosthetics too, but not like that. Right. That's cool. That's really cool. It's like he that had like cool. a little magic shop somewhere. <laughs> and he created all these all these heads and it <laughs> would be creepy to walk into it at night, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be. That would be. <laughs> what so, about you, Jeannie? Did did you yeah. did you have did you have, like, a, a bunch of prosthetics do, or was it more of... Well, we had to do a um, a plaster mold in my face, you know, and, like, he stuck two straws in my nose because the mouth was closed, and then I could only breathe. The eyes were, you know, it was a whole total plastic or um, late, um, what am I saying, plaster Paris type of a mold. And then from that, he'd pour the latex in, and that's what he made for the the actual mask that he put the fake eyes in, you know, when when I was just getting shot, but that took that took a while because you had to have you know the the, the plaster of Paris or whatever he used at the t- you know it had to cool and then warm up and then you put the latex in and that had a gel and blah blah blah. So that that was a, probably a couple hours to do all that, and then um, when my scene was before I. While I was outside, you know, before I put that checkered shirt on, there's um, the guy's name's John Barry, and he was the one that did all the squibs and the firearms and everything like that. Um, but he he was putting a squib on the very back of my back, and that was just that 3M simulated blood that we used on Dawn of the Dead, and I used it on Night Riders as well. But they had me all gaffer taped with the the you know the the squib, and uh, and then um, then when it was time to we did all that stuff, and then we edit. You know, you stop action and have to edit. And then I got back in the truck with the the fake mask on. And they had to, you know, help me into the truck and everything. And then, you know, I got into position with Scotty, and um, you know, and then they touched these wires together, and then my face blew up. So they shot me in the. They first shot me in the chest, my back blew apart, and then they'd shoot me in the back of the head, and my face blew apart. But um, it was it was all done by Don Barry, and they do not do stuff like that anymore. You know, like I said earlier, it's like ooh, it's just it's cool as heck. <laughs> but I, but I, re- I do remember, and I mentioned this on the UK thing the other day, um, when Tom was done with my zombie makeup, when I was just walking, doing the truck thing. You know, that other zombie and me are walking towards the the truck, and you hear that music coming, and and Scotty's down there fixing the bottom of the truck, and. Ken's, you know, seeing that I'm going to be attacking him. Um, that part, when I started, I remember George said to Tom, no, 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 can you take her back to makeup, please? She's 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 still looking like too pretty of a zombie. Can you make her look a little deader? <laughs> so that took a little time. So they're, like, waiting, waiting, probably having a cigarette or something while Tom's adding more blood and more gray and more wrinkles and stuff like that. But... It was a fun. It was a fun. I I didn't know I was going to do it either. I I wasn't. I have the script, but I've never really read it to see was my part really written in there, or it was just George a nice guy and decided to to give me a little part, you know? Because 
I was hired mm-hmm. to do the makeup and help with the special effects. And then all of a sudden I get a part, and it's like, oh, yippee, yay. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Is that your first movie? <laughs> was that? Um, was yeah, well, it really, yeah, but I was – I was living in Chicago for a little while, and um, a college uh, student approached me, and she said she had written a script, and for a school thing, she asked if I would play. It was called The Prodigal Mom, and I was the lead. I played the mom, and um, I don't know whatever happened to that because I ended up, um, that was my first husband at the time. He ended up passing away, and I left. Chicago to back go back to my hometown Pittsburgh, so I never kept up with her. I don't even remember her name. I've lost, I lost everything in a bad move. I don't even have records anymore of all, of all that stuff. But I had done that Prodigal Mom, so that was my first real film. And then yeah, but Dawn of the Dead, yeah, Bar None, that was my first. And then Night Riders, and then um, John Russo, he had the Sex, Death, and Videotape, and they later changed the name to Midnight Two. And I had a little teeny weeny part in that, and then uh, Lorenzo Zoel, and um, I was one of the World Bank executive wives. And uh, but I, every scene that I was in, it's just real quick. But I was with Nick Nolde and Susan Sarandon and all of them, and it was that was just really cool. But a lot of that got edited out. You only really see me in one scene for about three seconds. <laughs> That's about. It. I'm wearing a red dress and I'm at the table. You know when we're figuring out how to raise money for little Lorenzo. But, yeah, I called Dawn of the Dead my first. That was because, you know, I mean, I I don't think I really slept for about three and a half months because we had to shoot it, film at night, of course, and then during the day we're preparing. I was over at Tom's house a lot, and we were preparing scabs and wounds and trying to think up, okay, we did the screwdriver thing. How do we top that, you know? So we were always busy, and I don't remember really, and I had a horse at the time, so I'd be headed home to my little farm to take care of my horse and blah, 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 and then I'd run back, and then we'd have to go to the butcher store for bones, and, you know, it was just, I don't remember really, and then we had rushes, like on Sunday, you know, we'd have to see the rushes, so um, it was just, it was a tremendously busy whirlwind project for me, but because I had started modeling when I was 18, well, little over, under 18, actually, but um, I always work project after project after project. So to me, it was almost just another project, and um, it was just the way talk about busy, <laughs> you know. But I never remember being tired or crabby or getting a cold or anything. It was just fun. But it was, wow. busy. It was a busy, busy, busy project. Yeah. I would but love you can imagine, to like, like, that's... What no, right? my position was, look at George. I mean, do you think he ever slept with all the worries of, you know, by mistake we broke a window once or, you know, or like, you know, looking at the time going, oh, my goodness, we're not done with this scene. we got to get this scene. And yet we only have like two hours to clean. You know, it's like the term, the stress must have been tremendous for him. Mm. You know, I, you know, I've never really talked to him about that. Next time I see him, um, I'll just I'll chat and maybe I'll get the autograph then too, <laughs> but I'll, I'll ask him a little bit more detail. You know, because when we get together, it's it's not about business. It's just about fun. What are you doing nowadays? And you know, how's the family and blah blah blah. You know, but yeah, you're actually fun with that. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was a good question. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you guys always. Have you guys always liked horror movies? Like at what age would you? I 
Yeah. I'm going to jump in on that one because seriously, when I babysat, when I was like 11 and 12 years old and 13 years old, the people would be gone and the kids would be put to sleep. I'd have Twilight Zone on and all that stuff. I have always been a spooky. I'm into, in fact, my next, I have I have a book that hopefully is going to be done and out on the shelves for Christmas, but my next one's already being written. I'm, I'm calling it, I shouldn't say because I don't have the name down patented yet, but it's all about s- stories like, you know, did something ever happen to you? And it's hard to explain because it's like paranoia, you know, paranormal, and it's like angels and ghosts and stuff like. Because I've had many, many things like that happen to me in my life, and so I want to, I want to. Um, that's the next project I'm working on is my second book. Oh, awesome! I've had lots of paranormal experiences. So, oh man, me too. I I had one a few weeks ago that just it's like you can't explain it. And then I had one with a witness in Florida just last summer that was like tremendously like there's just no way you can explain this. But she was she 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 saw it and it's like okay. And I've had I've had something tug me on the back of my my shirt and I turn around and it's like there's nothing there but it's like okay, I better go into this store for a reason and then the reason works out that no wonder I was stopped. But I mean there's something physical would pull the back of my shirt. I've had tons of things like that. I've been very blessed with that because it's always been good. You know, I've never had anything bad or, or, you know, negative. So I'm just, I'm really into that. And when you guys were saying, you know, the the Vixen geeks are kind of into stuff like that, it's like, oh, we need to talk. Yeah. You know, we need to, (laughs) I need to get your stories so that, you know, I can put it in my my upcoming book. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Okay. Okay. Uh, Start documenting. Start writing stuff down. Oh, Oh, definitely. There's there's one that sticks out in my mind. Um, Really, like two minutes left, but I'll tell it real quick. I was uh, walking home. There was a lake by my house that I was I would always walk to and walk around. And I was walking home, and it was like dusk. It was like right at dusk whenever. The sun was, there was barely any light. Mm-hmm. And I saw a figure walking towards me, and I was supposed to be home already. And I thought it was my dad like, looking for me. And so I was like, oh, dad, hey, dad, you know, like he was still pretty far away. And there was these rows of overgrown Christmas trees. My neighbor had a Christmas tree farm. And mm-hmm. there were all these rows and rows of Christmas trees. And the figure was walking towards me. And down the one row, and I, you know, was calling to it, and all of a sudden it looked up at me, and the eyes, like, didn't glow, but they were, like, uh, a little bit shiny, said, I'm not your father, and it just disappeared, and I can't explain it, I, you know, people think I'm crazy whenever I say this, and Only the people that have never experienced something, because I'm telling you, when you experience something and you've had things, mm-hmm. and I can, I probably have about nine things that I'm going to mention in my book. That's a lot, you know. Um, you know, then you're open-minded, and it's like, you know, who are you to judge? Because if you haven't had it happen, you know, you're not going to understand. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to thank you guys so much. This is Me too. Awesome talking to both of you. 
It is. It's Thank been you. an absolute honor. Again, apologies for the technical issues, you guys. We're going to have them on at some point again because I really want to hear about Jeannie's book. I want to talk more to Jim about what he's up to. Um, really quick, you guys, tell us how everyone can see you guys on social media. Where can they find you? Um, as far as me, um, I'm under, because I'm married now, um, I use both my names, but it's Jeannie Brown Boschhoven. If you just look up Jeannie, J-E-A-N-I-E, Brown, B-R-O-W-N, and then that should bring me up. Or the Jeannie Jeffries site, I have that on mm-hmm. Facebook, too. I just don't check it as much. And then I have a website. And, uh, but um, let's see. And I, and I, well, what else? And I have, a, um, I have my, uh, my email, too. Um, I don't know, but Facebook is, I'm on Facebook. It's like my other job because I'm an animal activist, so I, I'm on a lot of groups for that. I'm into the horror stuff. I'm on many groups on that. And um, so I'm on Facebook. I'm retired now, so I'm pretty much on Facebook every day. So if you want to get in touch with me, look on pretty much the Jeannie Brown Boshoven, B-O-S-H-O-V-E-N. But um, and then we can chat, and you can PM me, and you know we can go from there as far as that kind of social media. Nice. And then we should all and talk in October, where like it is the spooky time where you can do your music. And, mm, and maybe yeah, then I can hear time. Jim, and we can we can. I do like this. that. Yeah, How oh, I'd about, love it. Uh, like around this time, there's a Walking Dead premiere. Yeah, we should totally yeah. we should have them back on. Absolutely, I think we should do that. Okay. Yep, for Jim. Sure. Okay. I uh, see so you're breaking up again. Darn, you were so clear the a couple minutes ago. I'm gonna quit saying it because I, I sound like a broken record. <laughs> I so much. Well, but I was so much looking forward to hearing from him. And it's not, you know, you ladies keep apologizing. I I'll bet you it's just the satellites up there screwing around. It's the ghosts, the aliens. They're messing us up. <laughs> but so let's chat more then. But thank you. Okay. Thank you for thinking of me. And um, oh, that was nice. I appreciate it. I was looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, and we and Jim and I both do autographs and photos, you know, and, um, you know, we do conventions when we're invited. And you have to get the fans to invite us for that. We can't do that on our own. You know, fans have to say, hey, I want Jim or I want Jeannie or I want them. So, then I can meet all you guys in person. I yes, know. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, again, uh, thank you. Thank you. And Oh, I'm sorry, Troy, what were you going to say? I was going to see if Jim could say anything about his website. Yeah. Or, his website is epic. Oh, my website is colorzombie, uh, H-E-L-I-Z-O-M-B-I-E. And you can find me on Facebook. And it's easy to find that way. But uh, my upcoming appearances are on uh, Facebook or, and uh, also on uh, my website. And on my website, I've got uh, T-shirts and a few other things. I tend to take along the conventions for folks who are interested. Except no substitutes. It's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I heard three words and I like them. Except for the makeup, it's a real thing. Is that what you said? <laughs> Except no substitutes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need that. 
having us on. It's been great evening, and uh, we'll get we'll get through the technical end of things some other time. Yeah. Uh, when the ring and satellites uh, are in the right place, and uh, maybe uh, the spooks are out for Halloween, they'll help us. They will help. Yep. <laughs> and Tabby, where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Facebook in the Infectious Walking Dead group. You can also get me on Twitter at Tabitha CD. That's T-H-I-E-D-E. I also have a Walker Tales page, and we have a website, theinfectiouswalkingdead.com. Wowee. <laughs> cool. And everything, everything she said... Uh, you can find me at too. Also, you can find me on Twitter at Rush Tory, and that's T O R Y. And you can also get us on Instagram too at underscore the infectious. And I've never twittered can... yet. Nah. No, isn't that funny? I've never twittered. But... <laughs> I just started. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're new to the Twitter thing ourselves, so. <laughs> um, I've been on it for a while. You guys can find me at um, on Facebook at Michelle Villery. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Bed of Roses 2001. I also have an author Facebook page, which is Ty Langston, too. Um, and actually, Tori and I, um, we related well, shout-out to Alan Carter. We forgot about his birthday last week. Alan, don't don't kill us. But happy belated birthday um, for comic book writer and good friend Alan Carter. We love Alan. And um, for everybody here, we just want to say good night. We will be back in September with brand new episodes of the Vixen Geek. Nice. So, yeah. So everyone have a wonderful night, and we will see you in the fall. All right. Bye, guys. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.